All right, friends, how's it going today? It is a solid 16 degrees here in Colorado. And yes, that is in Celsius because I am missing China like a mofo today. It seems that everywhere I go, I'm seeing signs of China. I have these um, pin brooches thingies that say, um, which means good things are coming. And I want to wear them every single day because I miss China. And I saw a poster for Shan Yu, which is a ballet that I almost got to go see in Shanghai and is apparently coming to Denver. Anyway, my heart aches for my previous home. And as such, I started reflecting back on all of the growth that I created in those three years that I was there. And from that place, I realized that there are two kinds of changes that I noticed overall. There were these tangible changes that are easily quantifiable and that I could explain to a five-year-old because you can see them. And then there were a lot of intangible changes. The tangible things, for example, were some things like starting a business, changes to my body composition as I've started CrossFit, um, hard skills, courses created, skills learned, um, things that I can explain now to people because of the skills that I learned. And then there are intangible things like emotional resilience, deeper self-knowledge. And so I wanted to create an episode on these two kinds of results of changes that we can create in our lives and offer why you may want to change the way you see the process of evolution to include more of these intangibles. So like I said, there are two kinds of results, two kinds of things or goals that you can have in your life. The first kind is the obvious kind, which is what I call a creation result. These are tangible, super measurable, factual, factual things like amounts of money that you have, changes in your body composition with weight loss or muscle gain or whatever, the number of people in your social networks, books written, books sold, courses completed, certifications obtained, that kind of thing. These are the kinds of results that we tend to get really, really focused on because they're easy to measure. And I'm all for achieving the thing, making it happen. It's so, so, so fun to see something that you've worked so hard on actually come to fruition. And the amount of time that you spend in the joy or satisfaction of that creation, unfortunately, does not last very long. Like if you've ever made a goal to lose weight, for example, so you tweak your nutrition, you dial in your water, your sleep, maybe you start exercising more. And then one day you step on the scale and it says your goal weight number and you're like, yeah, I did it. I'm so awesome. I'm so proud. And usually that excitement, that high doesn't last very long or maybe it doesn't even last as long as you would think. Maybe you're like, well, shit, how am I going to keep it off? Or if your goal is to save 20K and you, you know, save and budget and sell some extra homemade bow ties or <laughs> online courses or whatever you manifest it in until you get 20k in your account that amount is there you've created it and you celebrate it you're like yes I'm amazing I'm grateful I'm abundant and then inevitably it goes back to okay well cool what's next well I guess I'm going for 30k now regardless of what it is the amount of dopamine we think we are going to get when we create the goal is never as long lasting as we would like. And then we kind of go back to our other baseline, our emotional baseline of the day-to-day -day thing. And we start to, you know, think about what's next for us. What's the next thing that we want to create? Our emotional baseline is created by the quality 
and intention of how we are giving ourselves credit for being results, which is the second kind of result. Let me say that again. Our emotional baseline is created by the quality and intention of how we give ourselves credit for the being results. Being results such as changes in day-to-day emotional state, like feeling less anxious, more confident, walking naturally taller, having more ease and smiling at people on the street, raising your hand more often in meetings, maybe speaking in a slower, more intentional tone when you get angry, chuckling more often at the people who drive slower instead of getting pissed off, or something that I do frequently is when I notice my road rage coming in, I make a funny explanation for them. Like, yeah, they probably really just have to go pee. That's why they cut me off. These are states of being without a special lens or special attention tend to go undervalued or unnoticed. So let's say you have a goal of saving money. Some examples of being results might be planning more intentionally for what you'll spend, noticing when you want to spend money on something that you don't really want. Noticing when you feel icky when you do spend money and deciding to release that scarcity and shift into more gratitude for being able to pay for the thing, feeling more comfortable accepting money for your services, or even being more open to receiving in general, being compliments, hugs, gifts, attention, whatever. It all ties together. Maybe feeling more ease talking about finances with your partner. This is the general attitude around money versus the actual number in your bank account. Or if you're training for a CrossFit or a fitness competition, your creation goal would be to beat your, per, uh, beat your personal overhead squat record. Or, and your being result would be going to the gym, putting in your reps, getting your stretching, your stabilization exercises in, recording your, firm, your form, getting your ass coached by the overheading squat champion in, in your area. It would be celebrating your progress, being in the attitude of encouragement and like badassery and yes, let's do this thing. Having an attitude of commitment and patience as you take the steps necessary to beat your personal record. And these being results are ultimately at the end of the day, what create the creation results. And they are what we spend, I'm going to say 95% of our time in, is not in the actual result of the creation, the tangible thing that everybody would be like, yeah, she did that. But in the being, the way that you feel, the way that you carry yourself, that your attitude towards your goal is what takes up 95% of our time. So with that in mind, I want to offer some strategies that you can implement to measure and actually track these being goals so that you can celebrate them more and enjoy the process. Um, Because if you're like me, when you hear the phrase like, just enjoy the journey, you're kind of like, yeah, but what does that actually mean? Okay, so I've broken it down based on the results of being and creation that I've noticed in myself and also the process that I subconsciously take my clients through. Um, So the first strategy that I would encourage is to identify three key actions that you need to take. Every goal requires that you do things. I'm all for manifestation and shortcuts when called for, but I'm sorry, (laughs) y'all. The universe does not support laziness. You always have to put in some kind of effort to make something happen. That doesn't mean 
hustle and grind and go, 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 but muscles are not grown by sitting on your ass. Businesses are not built by watching Netflix and lovers aren't found by snuggling only with your cat. So if your creation goal is to increase your following on Instagram, you could go to networking events, make connections in real life and transfer them to your online space. You could host an online Zoom meetup. You could you know, go to a hashtag you love and engage with other hashtag followers. Those are just some ideas, right? But the point is that you choose something that you're going to do. Decide what you're going to do and then focus on three key actions that if you took those actions consistently would get you the creation goal that you desired. So after that, identify the volume of those actions. This is number two. Identify the volume of those actions. How much more water do you need to drink in order to, you know, keep keep your hunger signals in check if you're trying to lose weight? How many minutes of meditation do you want to engage in? How many times a week do you want to post? How much ice cream are you eating now and how can you level up in that arena? So this is helping you to quantify your being goals so that over time you can look back on the data and see, okay, yeah, I am making progress here. I used to eat ice cream five times a week and now it's three. I used to spend $250 a week on dinners and takeout and now it's 100 When I started this goal, I only had five genuine connections that I could call like good connections in my network. And now, thanks to my efforts and coffee chats and meeting people, I have 25 people I genuinely feel I can call on and collaborate with. Those are other results that may not necessarily be the creation goal in and of itself, but they are like other ways that you can see and track and measure progress to know that what you're doing is working. So the third strategy is to measure daily emotional states. And guys, if anything, like I want to say that this is one that gets very underutilized because a lot of people think, well, I can't track my emotional states. I don't know how I feel better. I don't know if I, if it's working or not, but actually you can. And this one is so useful when looking at being goals because the emotions we experience on a day-to-day basis are our, our emotional set point. So for this, I recommend starting with tracking your top three emotions every day for the week. Just write down at the end of the day, what were my top three emotions for this day? And this is going to give you a pretty good idea of your emotional set point. And when you do this, you want to be as specific as possible. I'm talking about listing different flavors of stress, joy, happiness, like happy, sad, angry, annoyed. It's a good place to start, but also like, let's try and be a little bit more specific. And the reason why is because each emotion is slightly different. I think there's like six basic human emotions, but there are over 300 flavors. I like to call them flavors because it's fun. Of different emotions. It's crazy, right? So giving yourself more time to pause and reflect and ask yourself, how am I feeling throughout the day? Some examples of these flavors, right? So flavors of stress could be anxious, worried, frantic, ruminating, panicked, itchy. Flavors of happy, joyous, exultant, exuberant, excited, elated, ecstatic, radiant, content. 
flavors of anger could be frustrated, outraged, annoyed, furious. You see the difference? So noticing this is going to give you really, really good information. If you want to feel more confident and you look back on the week and say, well, I didn't feel confident because I can't identify any moments that I felt confident, you're going to feel like a failure. But if you can look back and say, well, you know, for the past week, my top emotion towards my body was awful. And now, you know, I still feel awful, but sometimes I feel okay. Sometimes I feel content. Like, if you don't know that, then you're missing out on a chance to celebrate the changes that you have been making. It could be like, I still feel self-conscious or whatever, but I'm experiencing moments of compassion. And when I get dressed in the morning, like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, damn, I look good. Last Friday, I went out and I was like flirting. I was walking around. I was on fire. But if all you think is like, it's either awful or confident, then there's no range to really measure the emotional progress. So getting a little bit more granular and experimenting with those flavors can be really, really useful. Um, Writing this down is important, and I also would highly recommend the app Dailio, D-A-I-L-I-O, which allows you to track your emotions, check in on a day-to-day basis, and then after a couple days, it actually makes you a little graph (laughs) so that you can see which emotions um, you are feeling on a regular basis. And so when you see that graph and you can remember and check in your day-to-day emotional state, remembering that, you know, how you feel takes up 90% of your time in the process of achieving your goals. So it's worth monitoring and nurturing and paying attention to. The fourth strategy is to measure your emotional bounce back rate. So what do I mean by the bounce back rate? Let me give you an example. So let's say you're writing a book and you want to stop procrastinating writing. You've measured your daily emotional state and you see that on average, you're spending about 33% of your time feeling overwhelmed. And when you don't meet your writing quota for the day, you beat yourself up and don't end up writing something for four days. So let's say that's where you are. Okay, good. We know our starting point. Your bounce back rate is four days. So a small change with a level up worth celebrating is if you notice yourself procrastinating and in the cycle at three days instead of four. (laughs) So you catch yourself at three days and then just start writing. Another example of a level up is saying, okay, I didn't write yesterday, whatever. I'm just going to sit down and move my fingers and write utter nonsense. And that is a level up because you are breaking the brain wiring that was previously in place, which was not write something and then not write something for four whole days and continue procrastinating and putting it off for that amount of time. But it is progress because you broke the brain wiring. Um, As Dr. Joe Dispenza says, nerve cells that no longer fire together, no longer wire together, which basically means that in order to break a cycle, you just have to do something a tiny bit differently. Put some space between yourself and the old cycle and that's enough. And why is this so important is because like you are setting a big goal. You're trying to do something different. You're learning and learning new skills and new ways of being always, 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 always includes mistakes. But gaining 50 pounds does not happen by eating one bowl of extra ice cream. 
It happens by eating an extra bowl of ice cream, deciding to tell yourself a shitty story about your capabilities, stewing in shame, and then returning to self-sabotage, right? So if you can bounce back faster, it means that you get back on track faster. And when you get back on track faster, you feel better and more aligned faster. You get back into doing those three key actions that are ultimately going to get you your creation result. You get back into action towards writing a book, which is ultimately what is gets you, which gets you to the book being written. And do not underestimate, please, the value of a small change. Because a small change means grace. A small change means compassion. A small change means that you change the way that you talk to yourself. You change your way of being. You change your emotional set point. You change the way you feel on a day-to-day basis. And guys, it's not worth achieving the goal if it means that you still feel like shit. It's not the point. (laughs) So celebrate the small changes and celebrate them first by monitoring them. And second, by step number five, strategy number five, which is daily evaluation. I also use Dailyo app for this, but you can do it in your journal as well. But write it down and write it down in the same place every single day so that you can look back and see the progress. So daily evaluation, it doesn't have to be, you know, super crazy. It can be simple, but with small daily things, If you do not notice the small changes intentionally, then I got to say, guys, your brain is biologically wired to tell you that they don't count because the creation result hasn't happened yet. Your brain and mine, all of our brains as humans, blessed though they be, are wired for survival, not for being kind and gentle. And as such, our brains are constantly seeking for lions and tigers and bears for ways to keep us safe. It's so, so, so powerful, this brain of yours. It is an ally. It is so innocent. And it is so wired to look for the negative because what was negative back in the caveman days, back when we were evolving and stuff? Negative things were things that could kill you. So you may want to consider that in order to counteract that negativity bias, yes, it is a term, Google it, that you must fill your brain with additional positivities, observations, helpful facts. (laughs) So here is an evaluation that I use every single day. I use it for my business. I use it for my workouts. I use it for my food. I use it for the way that I talk to myself. All of it. I love evaluations because I'm nerdy and you should be too. (laughs) So the first question is, what can I celebrate? What did I do right? Come up with three things and then breathe in that emotion. Okay. Sometimes I write things and my brain is like, yeah, but you fucked up over here. Okay. So whatever, none of this counts. And so that's when you just have to say, all right, brain, thanks, but it's celebration time. Please move aside. I got this. You want to spend a bit of time actually feeling different. You can feel the change in your body, even if that's a slight sense of relief. It might be pride. It might be amazingness. It might be like sexy AF, accomplished, or just a tiny bit less shitty, depending on the time of the month. It all counts. But you want to start exercising the muscle of really looking for positivities in your top three actions, emotional states, bounce back rates, and the mental shifts that you created. So that's the first question. What can I celebrate? What did I do right? 
Question number two is what didn't work today? Okay, so still choose three. Your brain might give you more, and sometimes you might just have one thing that's all okay. Just one small thing that was a bit tricky or terrible or whatever. This is not the chance that you take to bag on yourself and be like, I totally messed up my life and humiliated myself. Okay, let's judge, you know, let's let's just let Judge Judy stay on channel 11, okay? Please, shall we? Thank you. What really happened? What is the truth? Okay, so mm, let's say, yeah, I did a Facebook Live for the first time and I didn't get as many people to watch it as I wanted and I messed up and I coughed and it was so embarrassing. Okay, so... Let's take a look at what really happened. We have some useful information. So once we can get to the truth and have it be a little bit more neutral and not so dramatic, then we have a place to find solutions, okay? So I'm disappointed because people unsubscribe from my email list. I'm angry because I got in a fight with my partner. I'm disappointed because it was scary and I didn't get the result that I wanted, okay? So we have some emotional information here. We can take a look at what exactly happened and how can I learn from this, okay? So this is number three. What will I take from this? So this could be, I'm feeling really tired these days. I probably need a nap so I can keep my performance up. I'm feeling afraid to talk to my partner about XYZ, okay? I can spend some time journaling tomorrow to get clear on how to navigate the conversation. Another example, I didn't write as much today because I felt overwhelmed. Okay, tomorrow, let's try doing a brain dump before we can start writing. That way we have a clearer mind. My live was crazy and it was embarrassing. Okay, so tomorrow, expect that you're going to be nervous. Write a couple things down of things that you might want to say and then have your back, you know? So step three is all about solution mode so that we're taking a tiny step to move forward every single day. So there we go, friends. To recap, the five ways to measure being goals are to identify the key actions, choose the volume of those actions, measure emotional flavors, monitor bounce back rates, and do a daily evaluation. The whole purpose of measuring these things are to spend more time living in and loving than 95% of the time that you are not in the created result mode. This is where the magic happens. This is where the brain changes and this is where baseline emotional states change. This is really where you learn how to feel better, how to live into your badassery, how to figure out in the granular level of life how you want to be and move throughout life.